Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it's 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Uh, I mean, X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. Hey, we have got a great show tonight. I am really looking forward to this. We've got a young and upcoming coach, Coach Cunningham, with us. And I've got to say, man, I really am looking forward to tonight. Hey, Coach, are you here? Yes, sir. How you doing, Alan? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? And really, I want to get a sense of your age. So we want to know, you know, what year did you graduate from high school? Then where did you play ball? What year did you graduate from college? And, man, how did you first get into playing baseball? Okay. Uh, Well, my name is Jamori Cunningham. Uh, I'm born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, I graduated high school in 2017. Uh, most recently a college graduate uh, from Voorhees University. And I started playing baseball at an early age. Um, my dad played college uh, baseball as well, and he put the, uh, the love uh, of baseball in me uh, at the age of three. And uh, I haven't stopped loving the game and just sports really in general ever since. Man, you're just a baby. You are so young. I can't <laughs> believe that, man. So you just graduated from Voorhees, and you just graduated essentially. I mean, yes, sir. May. Man, that is so awesome. Congratulations. That's a huge milestone, man. I mean, absolutely. Congratulations. Hey, let me ask you something, though. Your dad played college ball. Where'd he play? Uh, he played at Alabama A&M University. Okay. All right. Did he do anything after school? Did he have any professional career? Or did he go straight to work? Uh, he actually had some looks from the, uh, the Cleveland Indians at the time, but uh, he had some elbow issues. Uh, he threw curveballs at a real early age. And um, he, he was a fast guy. He played middle infield, but they was looking at him as an outfielder. And they was expecting him to make those throws from the warning track. And his elbow was kind of gone by then, so he couldn't really make the throw. So he had went ahead and, you know, gave it up and moved on with his I life. I got you. Absolutely. But, man, he always had the skill, and he passed it on to you, obviously, man. No doubt about it. So, uh, so your dad had a little bit of elbow trouble. What positions did you play? And then what, what were your real strengths? And then maybe something that, that – you just wanted to keep working on? Uh, I started off playing third base early on, and then I ended up getting moved to first base, and which is what I played in high school and college, first base. Okay, I got you. Now, you know, Jamori, that, that our, our core audience really is uncommitted high school kids. You know, I mean, they're really looking for an opportunity to move on. And one of the things they're always interested in, of course, is recruiting. Can you talk to us just a little bit about your recruiting process as you were coming out of high school? And, and how did you end up going to Voorhees? What was it that sold you? Yes, sir. So uh, originally, uh, I was actually planning on going to Alabama A&M University uh, myself. I actually committed my junior year in high school. Um, you know, I grew up around that school. Uh, my mom uh, also went there. She was a major in the band. And so I grew up around Alabama A&M. Um, I had committed my junior year. And going into my senior year of high school, the coach that recruited me uh, ended up getting fired. And uh, the athletic program kind of, you know, had some sanctions and violations. So I really didn't want to go to Alabama A&M anymore, uh, kind of open back up my recruiting. And I ended up going to Tuskegee University my first two years. Uh, went there for two years, uh, played there. And I ended up transferring to Voorhees University uh, in 2019. 
Uh, so my dad has a travel ball organization, and so he stays connected with college coaches. And Coach Smith, which was the coach at the time, uh, he reached out to my dad, you know, just, you know, asking for players, you know, to recruit. And he, uh, my dad told Coach Smith that, you know, I was actually looking to transfer somewhere. So uh, we actually met uh, Coach Smith uh, at Redan High School in Atlanta because I was actually, we was actually up there with my dad's travel ball team. I was helping him coach. And I did a workout for him at Redan, and he offered me uh, on the spot. And I was moving in at Voorhees, at the time Voorhees College, uh, I think about two and a half, three weeks later. Man, oh, man, that was perfect timing, wasn't it? It was, it was great. And time. I love that. I mean, there's so many things that kind of popped out right there, Coach. I mean, I, and just maybe kind of working backwards. And you made a great point. It was Voorhees College. What year did it, was, did it become university? Uh, it, it became a university last year in 2022, uh, April 2022. Hey, sweet. No, I'm sorry. It, yeah, it was right. Yeah, April 2022. Okay. Man, that's awesome. So your diploma says Voorhees University. Yes, sir. Uh, I think I'm actually the second graduating class of Voorhees University. Man, that is really cool. All right. So Coach Smith, and we'll get into all this in a little bit, but Coach Smith is no longer with Voorhees. No. Okay. All right. And your dad, I want to touch on it. So he is, does, is he still running a travel ball team? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, he has a team, uh, the Montgomery Orange Crush. Um, he has that uh, program up and running down in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, where I'm Hey, that is fantastic. Hey, everybody that's joining tonight, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. Um, if you got in late, don't worry about it. We record this space. So if, if you are late, we're going to uh, retweet it out and in, its, in its entirety, and you'll be able to hear it. We're talking with Coach Cunningham tonight. He's assistant baseball coach before he's university. Super young. I mean, he just barely graduated from college. And uh, we're really going to have a great evening. So let me ask you something about coaching. I mean, man, you just finished up your playing career. How in the world did you just get into coaching just right off the bat? I mean, I heard you make the comment that you were helping your dad with his travel ball team, but how did you transition so quickly from, from playing to coaching? So interesting story. So, you know, Coach O'Neill came my last year. He took over the team two weeks before the season started. And so at the end of my uh, senior year um, – I can't remember exactly how it went, but I know me and coach was in the gym and I had mentioned to him about helping him coach. And I, at first I don't think he took me serious. And I was like, yeah, coach, I, I'll come back, you know, coach, like that's what I want to do. And so me and coach had sat down and he asked me about, uh, you know, some situations and some scenarios and things, um, what, how I would look at it. And, you know, that was literally two weeks after the season ended, and two weeks later, uh, I was considered his assistant coach. So. Oh, God, man. You must have had the right answers. I guess so. You know, uh, you know, he definitely trusted me from day one. And, uh, you know, Coach O'Neill, I always, you know, he'll always be like a, uh, a brother to me because he, he's going to uh, forever be indebted in my coaching career forever, as long as I coach, because he, he's going to be the one who gave me my first start. Man, so, that, forever grateful. That's for so cool. So your senior year, you played for Coach O'Neill. Yes, okay. Sir. All right, so Coach Smith left after your junior year or during the junior year. Okay, yes, I'm just trying to get the time frame there. All right, and the Coach O'Neill, for anybody that's jumping in, uh, I had the opportunity, very very fortunate that he, uh, he, he took a little bit of time and jumped on our show here about a month or so ago. He is just a fantastic guy. Great coach, but just a fantastic person, man. It was just a kind of an electric evening the whole night. Why don't you – Kind of just tell everyone, just just give the quick story as to how Coach O'Neill became Coach O'Neill. So uh, Coach O'Neill was actually Mr. O'Neill to most of us because he was uh, he was my actual sports management professor 
um, he was in his first year. He was at his first year, you know, being a professor at Voyage University. And Coach Smith had reached out to all of us and, you know, let him let everybody know that he was leaving. And this was literally at the middle of January. So, you know, we had came in Coach O'Neill's office, well, Mr. O'Neill's office <laughs> and classroom and let him know what was going on. And like he told you, he was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. And we had kind of, you know, told him, like, hey, we told, you know, Ms. Johnson, which is our athletic director, that you would take the job. And he said, what? <laughs> he, like, he was he was shocked. Like, we had kind of threw him up under the bus in a good way. <laughs> but we had already built a great relationship with him as a professor because, you know, he was real cool. We always talk about sports and, you know, built a good relationship with him. So we thought it would be an easy transition. And, you know, looking back on it, it was one of the smartest things that we ever did, you know, getting him to be the new head coach. So everything's been running smooth ever since. No doubt about it, man. I tell you, this program's on the up and coming. There is no question about it. It's somebody to be looking out for. So uh, let me ask you something here, Coach. What Now that you are a coach, and I know you're doing a ton of recruiting, you know, talk to us just a little bit about what's been some of your biggest challenges and, and you know, really what's been some of the most rewarding aspects of being a college coach well I think you know this past year me going into my second year of coaching looking back on my first year I think the, the toughest adjustments was coaching my friends like hmm. you know these are guys that I hung out with built a brotherhood with played with and now I'm telling them what to do and so that was a that was a tough transition you know not having that player's mindset when it came to certain things like things like you know like being a coach not being able to hang around them as much because I was trying to separate myself. I kind of struggled with that. I got better over time, but that was pretty tough. And just, you know, understanding that, you know, people aren't going to look at you as a college student anymore. They're going to look at you as coach first. And so just realizing how I had to move and how I had to think and that adjustment. Um, it definitely took some time adjusting to, but I think, I'm, you know, I'm still adjusting to this day, still learning. And the things I love, you know, I love recruiting. Anybody tell you I love recruiting. I think recruiting for me has always been natural because I'm a people person. And I think my biggest strength is building relationships with people, which all, you know, recruiting, that's all it is. So I love recruiting. Um, I just like the process. Like, I enjoy the process more than the pinnacle. Like, I really enjoy, you know, seeing my guys develop, you know, having those conversations with them, you know, teaching the game, doing scouting reports, um, you know, looking up stats from other teams. I just like the whole process of, you know, having a college baseball team and coaching college baseball. I love the traveling. I love, you know, joking with the guys, all of that, practicing, everything. Man, I tell you, Jamar, you're a good guy. I'm sitting here smiling from ear to ear the whole time you're talking. You can't help but like you, man, and just get fired up when you're listening to you talk. There's no question. And I bet you did. You know, I never even really thought about it. I bet that was a big struggle to kind of separate yourself from your teammates. Those were your guys. Those were the, the you know, these, these were the boys you were dependent on in the field. You know, y'all were brothers. And then all of a sudden, you know, you were kind of a father all of a sudden. You know what I mean? That, that had to be a big, big challenge. Absolutely, it was. But like I said, we made it through. Uh, a lot of people, like, a lot of people don't know this. My first semester coaching, I was still actually a student. <laughs> I was still living in the dorm room with the guys because I had, I had uh, my last semester of school left. So that made it even tougher to really separate. But, you know, through it all, we got through it. And it's been a learning experience. And I'm still mm -hmm. learning, you know, to this day. And 
you know, forever be a sponge. Man, no doubt. That's such a cool story, man. That's a story you'll be telling for the rest of your life. I mean, that is really awesome, man. You've come a long way, and that just speaks volumes to Coach O'Neill, too. You know what I mean? He he really saw something in you and knew you had the ability, and he gave you enough rope to kind of figure all that out, and y'all were still successful. I mean, that just really says a lot about the two of you and, and really just kind of the direction of the university and where it's heading. I mean, that's that's just some cool stuff. I have to ask you, though, I know you love recruiting. And, man, that was an awesome way to put it. That You know, you're not always just looking at the, the you know, the pinnacle, the end result. It's that process that you really enjoy just the entire, everything that kind of encompasses recruiting. What's one of the negatives, though, that kind of goes along with it that just really makes it a little bit of a challenge for you? Um, you know, always getting that call or text saying that a kid's going somewhere else, you know, you know, uh, coaches put a lot of time and energy in recruits. You know, we spend a lot of times building relationships and really getting to know the kid and, you know, really building an emotional connection with them. And I think that's probably one of my weaknesses as well. I'm, a, I'm such a people person that I, I really build emotional relationships uh, with the recruits. And, and, you know, Coach O'Neill gets on me about that all the time. Like, J-Mo, like, you can't be doing that, man. Like, they're going to get you every time. But that's just me. That's just who I am. I, I, I really try to get to know people and, you know, where they come from and what makes them tick. And I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is, of course, getting no. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we hear, you know, all the time in recruiting. No, you know, just, you know, building that relationship with that kid and they don't end up deciding to come to our school. But, you know, that's a part of it, though. No question, man. But, you know, one thing that's kind of changed the game a little bit is that transfer portal. And I'm thinking about these relationships you're building. You may hear a no. But you know what? That no may turn into a yes a year from now. You never know what the circumstances and the situation is going to be later. And those types of – yeah, man, those types of relationships, they may pay off for you in the future and you don't even know it yet. Man, that's cool. Hey, I have to say, you know, thinking about last year, I kind of wish you would just walk through a little bit kind of where you were maybe two years ago and what last year was really like because – from what I am seeing and hearing, there's just a lot of excitement around the program. I mean, this this Voorhees University is absolutely going in the right direction. I think y'all have had a big-time recruiting class coming in, got big numbers, a lot of kids coming. There's just a lot of excitement. And just kind of give us that feel, you know, where were you? Where are you right now? And really, where do you see this program, man, in the next five, maybe ten years? Well, yeah, like I said, um, yeah, you're right. We are very excited on, you know, where this – program can potentially go you know coach O'Neill and myself we really uh work hard in trying to get the guys in that we feel like can take our program to the next level um you know last year last year was a was a very interesting year I learned so much uh we went through a lot last year um but I think looking back on we're gonna look back on it and think that was gonna be that was gonna be our turning point because you know, we went through a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of adversity last year. Uh, you know, me and Coach O'Neill being inexperienced coaches. And, you know, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we wish that we could have did differently. And, you know, we have to look at ourselves first before we blame the guys. You know, but we had some good moments as well. But, you know, it made us kind of really sit back and really be like, okay, you know, this is what we have to get better and just had honest conversations with each other. You know, Coach O'Neill holds me accountable. You know, I hold him accountable and, you know, we tell our guys to hold each other accountable. That's how we're going to get better individually and, you know, as a program. And so, you know, just learning how things really go in this college world, you know, when it comes to player development, recruiting, um, you know, changing a culture, you know, 
understanding how to coach guys, understanding, you know, them, what makes them tick, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, and just, you know, having a good all-around team. Um, I'm very excited for what the future holds for our program. Uh, our, our goal is to be the best NAI team in the country. You know, our goal every year is to win a national championship. And like Coach uh, Carrick Jackson said in his um, interview at Missouri, if your goal every year is not to win a national championship, then you're in the wrong mm-hmm. business. And so, you know, layer by layer, brick by brick, that's what we're aiming for. You know, we're aiming for a national championship, an NAI national championship, as well as the HBCU World Series national championship. So, you know, that's our goal day in and day out. And, you know, Coach O'Neill has to remind me all the time about patient. I'm, you know, being patient. I'm not the most patient person. Uh, you know, he's like, J-Mo, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> and, you know, he reminds me about that all the time because sometimes I get frustrated about, you know, certain things. But he keeps me pretty level-headed about, you know, the bigger picture and what we're trying to build, you know. And like, you know, we say all the time, we're trying to build for the next five years, not for the next five months. So just making those sacrifices. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. I love that. Hey, again, everyone, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. I mentioned earlier that we recorded this space. And uh, another reason that we do that, we turn it into a podcast. The podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And uh, it's on every platform that's out there. And it's really, I tell you what, it's gotten amazingly popular. There's a ton of people that, that dial into it and they want to listen. Got a bunch of subscribers now, tons of people listening, just very, very fortunate. And uh, and I think the thing that's really kind of clicked with this show, and, and, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Coach Cunningham. I think that uh, generally speaking, college coaches, they're in a question about if they're going to go see somebody play, if they're going to go see a prospect play, they have the ability to play the game. There ain't no question about it. They're going to be absolutely squared away, big-time baseball player. I think the question that's always kind of hanging out there is what's their makeup like? I think that's probably the thing that you're looking at maybe the most on the field and as you're recruiting and getting to know them. You know, what, what kind of person are they? What, what kind of teammate are they? You know, what kind of person are they in the classroom? What kind of person are they in the community? And those things are big because I, got, I think that – coaches really want to focus on baseball more than they do, you know, Hey, Johnny's in trouble with his professor in in math. And now I got to deal with that. And that's not something I really want to be dealing with. I want to be coaching baseball. And, and I think that this forum has really given prospects, uncommitted prospects an opportunity to say, Hey coach, this is who I am. I am squared away. Here's my GPA. Here are the classes that I'm involved in. This is what I'm doing when I'm not on or when I'm off the field, this is how I work out in the weight room. You can count on me. I know how to take care of myself. I'm going to let you focus on baseball. And I think that's been a little bit of a recipe for this show to be successful. Absolutely. Um, I think you said everything correctly. Uh, It's about the makeup at the end of the day for the guys. And just also understanding that, you know, we was there uh, a few years ago or a while back. You know, uh, I struggled my freshman year when it came to time management and just being all around mature and just really, you know, having a little grace, understanding they're not perfect, just like we aren't. But also, you know, telling them our story so they won't make the same mistakes that we made. And, you know, just having a good all around person to where, you know, somebody that can be trusted, not only on the field, but in the community and in the classroom and just building all around leaders, Um so, yeah, everything that you said was exactly right, and those are the things that we look for. Um, if we're coming to see you, obviously there's some talent there, but, you know, how do you respond to adversity? How do you treat your teammates after you strike out with bases loaded? 
you know, after you make an error, do you do you push people away or do you still have that same energy as if you, you made a, a ESPN highlight? So those things like that is definitely things that, you know, coaches look for, particularly we do. And, you know, how much dog you have here at the end of the day, are you a dog? You know, and that's the things that we look for in general is just how much confidence do you have in yourself? How, what type of work ethic and do you refuse to lose? Man, thank you for going through all that. And that's just gold to all the uncommitted guys out there to hear it. That's straight from the coach's lips right there, man. And that, that's just pure gold. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Let me let me ask you something, Coach Cunningham. You know, as we're talking about certainly Voorhees and we're talking about recruiting, you know, why Voorhees? Why should an uncommitted prospect really turn their attention toward Denmark, South Carolina and really get excited? Well, I tell people this all the time. I think – Voorhees is a true definition of a family. Um, you know, just speaking off of my experiences, when I first transferred there, you know, I didn't really like Voorhees at first. It was an environment that I wasn't really used to, uh, you know, a smaller rural environment. But we're, it's a true family, and it starts with our president, Dr. Ronnie Hopkins, and it, it trickles its way down to our athletic program with our athletic director, uh, Ms. Charlene Johnson, our, our faculty, staff, coaches, and the student body. Like, people on that campus genuinely – want the best for it, the students and everybody around just for who you are as a person, not you being an athlete or anything like that. They genuinely care about you as a person and it's a family environment. They care about you because of the school that you go to and they want to have a hand in anything that you want to do in being successful. And that's what we, me and coach O'Neill try to teach in our program is being a family, building a brotherhood, um, you know, not letting your teammate down, not letting your brother down. That's good stuff, man. There's no question about it. I, I've said it quite a few times on this show, man. If I'm an uncommitted prospect, I'm checking out Voorhees. Uh, you guys are on to something, and I, I would absolutely want to see, see it with my own eyes. It'd be worth going out there and taking a visit. Talk to us also as well a little about recruiting just in regards to NAIA and maybe some of the advantages that, that you guys offer. Well, you know, the obvious advantage is, you know, at NAI, we don't have any dead periods or downtime at, like, you know, the NCAA. Um, you know, the GPA requirements is a lot lower. Uh, you know, NCAA is 2.5. Uh, NAI requirements is 2.0. Uh, a lot of times the NAI schools are, uh, you know, smaller environments, not big campuses uh, as the other schools. But I think there's a lot of perks uh, into being at an NAI school. Uh, they have this myth that NAIA baseball isn't good baseball, and that's a lie. Uh, I can name several teams in the NAIA that will beat some Division One schools. So, you know, that's a myth that a lot of people uh, have misunderstood about NAIA baseball. It's, it's good baseball there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's good baseball. I think we compete. NAIA compete. Uh, you meet some gritty teams some teams that really get after it every day, just like a Division One or Division Two school or, or even a junior college. But um, NAIA is is very unique. Uh, it definitely marches to its own beat, but it's very effective in its ways. Gotcha, man. Hey, you know, one of the things that we were talking about with makeup, and we're, and we're still just kind of talking about recruiting here, and, and the importance of makeup and some of the things that can easily turn you off that you kind of got your eyes on. Outside of the obvious talent piece, what is it that a, a prospect can really do to stand out and, and kind of get your attention so that you start really looking at them as like, man, this, this is somebody that could represent our university really well? 
I know something that me and, you know, Coach O'Neill look at is the type of questions that they ask. You know, we kind of really tell how intellectual a kid is by the type of questions he asks, you know, um, what his goals are and just how he carries himself overall. Um, I always like it when kids, you know, reach out, you know, through text or, you know, on social media and asking questions and asking, you know, what can they do to learn more about the university? I, I always looked at that as something real mature. They didn't have to do that. And, you know, we don't take it for granted that, you know, they're getting more and more interested about Voorhees University. We don't take that for granted at all. And we, we welcome that completely. Man, this is fantastic. I am really, really enjoying this evening. Thank you so much for being here. And I think one of the things that I'm enjoying the most is it's just so authentic, man. I mean, you're you're telling the guys that are going to be listening to this, hey, this is this is what you need to be doing, and this is how you need to take advantage of it. And this is great advice. I mean, really, really good good advice. Probably one of the best shows we've ever done, man. Honestly, thank you so much for being here. Hey, uh, as we kind of keep on going, and I think you know, I just kind of now I'm starting to talk too much. But I was thinking to myself, what's really making it good is I'm being quiet and just letting you talk. But uh, <laughs> what? let's keep talking about recruiting, you know, and, and I thank you for telling us, you know, some of the benefits of NAIA. But just as a general sense in the world of college recruiting right now, you know, just kind of talk to us about the overall state. And, and that would be taking into account, you know, the transfer portal and even in the, the D1 contact rules, just the overall state of college recruiting, what do you think about it? And are we heading in the right direction and what maybe should we change? Well, you know, a lot of people will look at it, you know, college baseball and college sports in general right now is a negative, you know, with the NIL deals and the, um, the transfer portal, basically college free agency. But I kind of look at it from a different perspective when it comes to college baseball. I think we're going in a good direction because people are actually talking about college baseball. You know, college baseball is probably one of the least talked about sports. And now the things that are going on in college baseball, I think it makes college baseball more relevant again. Um, you know, you do see these guys with the big NIL deals. You see these guys getting talked about on social media. And I think it's all about a public perception, really. You know, the first step is getting the people's attention. And I think college baseball is doing that. Uh, I think that, you know, the College World Series this year was probably one of the best World Series that I've watched when it came to the competition and just the atmosphere and the hype. Um, the last couple MLB drafts, the last couple years when it came to the college guys and even the high school guys and the potential uh, college prospects was definitely intriguing. So I definitely think that college baseball is in a good direction. Yeah, I would agree, man. That's a good perspective, something I hadn't necessarily thought about. It has definitely drawn more attention to the sport. And you're right, man. The College World Series was unbelievable this year. And your point to the draft, you know, with NIL, you know, and really probably with the COVID, still a bunch of COVID guys that are around, man, you're just seeing more and more kids, I feel like, take the college route. Because when you look at the draft, man, there's hardly any high school kids getting drafted, I feel like. Yeah, that's very true. I think the 40-round draft cut to 20 rounds definitely hurt it. Uh, it definitely hurt a lot of people, particularly the kids at HBCUs. But I think that's also a way for kids to really work harder and understand that, you know, playing professional ball is, you know, it's very hard work. And so if they make it there, they're, they're one of one, you know. But um, I think that everything, every negative can also be a positive when it comes to the – 
transfer portal. I think it gives the the college player more power. Uh, they're controlling their destiny a lot more. And you can't get mad about that. You know, for a long time, the college kids were at the mercy of NCAA. And, you know, I think it's time for the players to have a little bit more freedom. Long as it's used right, I think that um, – I think the team concept is a lot harder to teach. But I think it's um, – you know, you just have to – it goes back to recruiting. You have to recruit that right type of kid, you know, understand who they are before you want them in your program. Absolutely, man. No question about it. Let me ask you something. I mean, you're such a young guy. I mean, just having graduated from college. I mean, you, you talk about having your whole future in front of you. What What is your long-term goal? I mean, when you're – when you you think you're going to be in the baseball business, you know, 40, 50 years from now? Uh, I mean, what is it that you really truly see yourself doing here long-term? Well, my ultimate goal is to become a, a head baseball coach at the college level. Um, I think all coaches' dream is to coach at Division One baseball. But I think right now I think my, my main goal is to help Voorhees University baseball program to be – as best it can be and be the best assistant coach I can be to, you know, coach O'Neill. Uh, I think that we, you know, we're building something special and I just try to be where my feet are. You know, I'm really excited about this upcoming season. Um, I'm excited for my, uh, you know, our guys to come on campus, our newcomers move in uh, next weekend and just taking, you know, that next step year two, uh, you know, it's a very important year, very big year for us. You know, um, and just want to do it the right way and, you know, don't want to short, uh, shortchange these kids by any stretch of the imagination. I want to give them everything that they came to school for, one, to help them get across the stage and two, to become the best version of themselves as possible, including the baseball field. So, you know, my ultimate goal is I do want to become a head coach, but I, I try not to focus on that too much. You know, I just try to be where my feet are and just do everything I can to, you know, help Voorhees University Baseball, you know, be at his highest peak. Absolutely. And you're doing everything you can. And I got to tell you, man, you've been a great friend of this show as well. And I, I just really want to thank you publicly for, for introducing me to Coach O'Neill, to Coach Jackson, a couple of other players as well that have been on the show, one that's coming in and David Johnson. You know, uh, you have really, really uh, been a good friend of me and, and to the show. And uh, you're, you're helping our development as well. So thank you not only for taking the time to, to come on and and really talk about the attributes of Voorhees University and the college recruiting world. But just thank you as well for helping out Now D1 Speaks. We absolutely appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you as well, Alan. Like I said, you know, I tell you all the time, you know, how much you mean to us and our program. You know, you're one of the reasons why college baseball is getting the attention that it is because guys like you who are giving the spotlight to incoming high school people who are, you know, looking forward to play college baseball. So, you know, we definitely appreciate you, you know, definitely giving you your flowers while you're still here and everything that you do. Hey, man, thank you so much for those kind words. And, and speaking of guys that are going to be coming in, let's let's kind of wrap up the show with maybe you giving some advice to some of the younger guys. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm thinking about high school kids, but maybe like high school freshmen, you know, and, and they're just getting started. And they're really good ball players, and they want to be good ball players for a really long time. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I mean, I, the biggest thing I would say is continue perfecting your craft. Um, you know, there's three things I think that all middle school and high school players should do. One, you know, work on their skill set, work on their body, and, you know, create as much of a competitive spirit as you can. Those are, I think, the biggest three things that separate guys from going to college and even going to professional ball is their bodies being strong, you know, 
strong the strong teams now are the dominant teams. Uh, you know, stay in the weight room, uh, stay mentally sharp, mentally tough, working on your skill set, perfecting your swing, per- perfecting your defense. If you're a pitcher, perfecting your art as a pitcher, and just being competitive. You know, refusing to lose. That's you know, I say that all the time. Just refusing to get beat, having that competitive edge, and just being a dog. Man, you've said that a couple times. The being a dog. There's no doubt about it, man. You got to have winners in the program. Great advice all the way around. What a great night! Again, thank you so much for being here. I know we're going to stay connected. I'd love to be able to call you. You know, midway through through the year, maybe right before the uh, spring season really kicks off. And maybe come back on or something like that, man. I just want to stay in touch with you and see how Voorhees is doing because I know it's a program on the up and up. Most definitely, Alan. Definitely appreciate you. And like I said, whenever you want to come to Voorhees, man, just let us know. You know, you're more than welcome. You consider family. Hey, man, I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate everybody that joined this evening. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to end it here for tonight. So, everybody, have a good night and have a good weekend. And we'll be back on Monday night at 9 p.m. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.